Hey, Armstrong and Getty here. And the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation. Good or bad or mediocre will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. So I'm trying to figure out if all this coverage is warranted. Or of Oh, go on. Or is it just a guess by the media that because that miniseries about O.J. Simpson won every single Emmy that exists, mm. they think there's a never-ending hungry for O.J. Maybe there is a never-ending hunger for O.J. Simpson, but... I think it's the latter. You yeah. really think so? Yes. So, cover of USA Today, front cover, omnipresent on every TV uh, station that I've looked at all morning long, and we've got a whole bank of televisions, Radio news, it's its just everywhere. And it's not that huge a deal. I mean, he's... A fat old football player gets paroled? Not really. And he's not even going to get out-out today. Right. I, that would that would warrant a little more attention, because you'd actually see him out and about and maybe get interviewed and stuff like that, but sure. no. Well, I wouldn't line my parrot cage with the newspaper you just mentioned, Jack. I'm a Washington Post man. And Cindy Boren joins us. She's a sports writer for the Washington Post. Uh, writing about OJ this morning. Hey, Cindy, how are you? Hey, I'm fine, thanks. How are you? You're covering the sport of double homicides? What's the sport here? <laughs> well, it's not a sport, and um, the, the double homicide thing is, you know, 22 years past. This is the, I guess I'm on the armed robbery kidnapping uh, uh, memorabilia sting gone wrong beat. Yeah, well, I, it's, it's funny. I don't doubt for a single second that you can write with uh, authority and intelligence on this topic. I just think it's interesting <laughs> that OJ is a football player. Yeah, is kind of way back. But anyway, so what's going to happen today? Well, uh, this is the first time that he can actually appeal uh, what remains of the sentence, the 9 to 33-year sentence that he was given um, in connection with that sting on horribly awry. And, um, you know, there is no reason to think he won't be paroled. Uh, You know, uh, there have been no reports that he has been a difficult prisoner, anything like that. He's 70 years old now. Um, I think, you know, uh, judging by our traffic on on the topic, there's a great deal of interest in it, and maybe it does stem from the, the you know, the, the miniseries and the documentary. It probably does, um, because, you know, it's been 22 years uh, since the, the trial, the double murder trial. Um, this, though, what interests me about this is, and I think what interests most people about it is, you know, you haven't seen him since 2013 because, you know, he's been locked up in prison. Um, and he only appears sporadically when he's got a hearing. In 2013, he had a hearing um, at which he was granted parole on some of the lesser charges stemming from this thing. 
And, you know, he was, nobody would seen him for a few years, five years. He was overweight. He was old. He was gray-haired. He seemed a little discombobulated during the hearing. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think people are curious to see him again. Well, an, really interesting, an interesting aspect of this is while he was in jail... That miniseries was made and a an Oscar nominated documentary. I mean, the OJ thing got hot again while he was in jail. Um, he, he's coming out a bigger sensation than he was when he went in because it had kind of, you know, it kind of drifted away a bit. But yeah, yeah he's, he's a lot. He's a lot hotter commodity right now than he was before. So w- w- in a sick way, <laughs> yeah, in a sick way. So they announced today. Okay, that's enough time for a fat old man. Blah blah blah. They're going to let you out. So he actually gets out when? He'll actually walk out when? Well, if the parole board grants uh, the parole, he would be free um, on or after October 1st. So that would be when he would uh, when he would walk out of there. And, you know, they will ask him a bunch of questions about his plans, where he plans to live, who I, he I, will live with. You know, I know his plans, actually. Like and it's interesting to us because of, of oh. from uh, all the different places we broadcast. Um, S- Simpson told... His uh, friend, Tom Scotto, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he was going to buy his own home somewhere or move in with his sister in Sacramento, which I learned in second grade is the capital of California. Wow, you memorized that, did you? Where we broadcast. <laughs> oh. uh, so he uh, he may be living in Sacramento, California with his sister. How interesting. Or Florida. You know, uh, there are advantages to Florida because it's uh, taxes and things. Um, Amen you know, to that. And he's got, he has, uh, I believe, his two uh, his two younger children with Nicole Brown. Uh, live in Florida. Uh, mm, that's got to be a fraught relationship. Jeez. Since he killed her mom. But anyway, uh, Cindy, what about nuts and bolts? I don't know how much you know about this, but uh, uh, does OJ make an opening statement or is it entirely like an interview of him? How does this process work? Well, yes, he has the opportunity to make an opening statement, and everyone believes that he will. He did in 2013 when he said he regretted everything and, you know, he apologized and wished he could have his five years of his life life back. Does he have to apologize for Frogman? Is that part <laughs> of the deal? Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> Please let her continue, Cindy, you were saying. And, you know, uh, I think he, he, I would be stunned if he didn't make a, a statement, a fairly brief statement. I expect the hearing to be fairly short. His uh, hearing in 2013 was five minutes. This one, I think, will be a little bit longer, but there's no reason to think that um, the victims, the two victims, or the prosecutors will oppose his parole. Now, I mean, I no, I've heard to the contract, really uh, to, to the contrary, rather that Tom Riccio, who's one of the uh, the guys involved, is is going to show up and say, uh, "Let the guy out. He's done plenty of time." Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're not protesting his uh, his release. And OJ has been a model prisoner, from what I understand, as well. So that's the word. Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, these things are are closely held. Prisons don't. Um, share a lot of information with the public, but uh, yeah, he he supposedly has been. So you know, uh, I, they you know they will question him about his plans. What uh, you know to make sure that he's um, got some place to go, and you know we'll check in. And I, I, you know, there's no reason to think right now, based on what we know, that he won't be given parole. Oh, yeah, the certainty's about as high as that that Hillary Clinton would be the next president. Uh, Cindy well, Bourne. you never, exactly, you never yeah. know. Yeah, that keeps you guessing. Cindy Bourne, the sports writer for the Washington Post. Cindy, hey, enjoy the chat. Thanks a bunch. Thank you. All Bye. right, you got it. Bye-bye. OJ, um, the same age as Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Contemporaries. Oh, how interesting. Um, What was I going to say? It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a, 
You're going to live on. in Sacramento, Juice? Have juice. You been, Jew, but Juice, have you been to Old Sack Juice? I thought it's you like lived. he's not really the Juice anymore. I thought you lived in Glendale, Juice. <laughs> juice you live in Sacto Juice. Come on, Juice. Uh, what is underappreciated is the ineptitude, the stupidity of everyone involved in that armed robbery that he got convicted for. Who, who did that really good article on that that we read? Was that Sports Illustrated or I can't remember. Somebody did a great piece on that a couple of years ago. OJ finds out from one ne'er-do-well dope that this other ne'er-do-well dope has a bunch of his football memorabilia that disappeared from like a third ne'er-do-well dope. So he he gets a, a handful of of goofballs who he met at a wedding, right, or a wedding dinner or something like that, and he calls them up. He says, "Hey, Zoje, you remember when we met at the wedding? Hey, I need a little muscle to go back, go get back my signed footballs." And this gang of morons goes to confront a handful of other morons. Somebody, Come on, juice. Somebody pulls out. Why'd you have that one moron pull out a gun, juice? Somebody, somebody pulls out a gun. Somebody says, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And then they go home with their memorabilia, and for that, people go to prison for years and years. It's like it's just, he's not really the juice anymore. <laughs> you know, I've had a number of friends. <laughs> David freaking Schwimmer. I've oh, had, come on, juice. I've had a number of friends in law enforcement make the point to me, Joe, you can't comprehend what a huge factor stupidity is in so much of the criminal world. You can't believe the percentage of the people we bust who just can't think. Yeah. And this is one of those. Well, most crimes don't make any sense. Yeah, if you thought it out. Um, you know, a crime of passion, your <clears throat> sense goes out the window, you're angry, whatever. Yeah, that I understand. But, but you know, you plan out. So, mo- almost all robberies make zero sense. The, the gain to, uh, to damage to your life ratio is way out of whack. <laughs> Um, uh, just, you know, it just doesn't yeah, make any yeah, sense. Yeah. Nobody said, hey, OJ, I tell you what, you're OJ Simpson. Why don't you, why don't we have the cops come with us? Or I tell you what, let's take a cell phone, dial 911 and say, I'm going to hit send if you guys don't give me back my stolen stuff. This is ridiculous. I will press charges and see what happens, OJ. No, you know, I'd rather bring a couple of half bright goons with guns. Who are you going to shoot? Well, nobody, but I think we ought to. So you're going to hold people at gunpoint in a room to get your signed footballs back. Nobody asked him. Nobody said that. You want to go to a Kings game, Juice? (laughs) Come on, Juice. We could go to South Tahoe, Juice. (laughs) It's just like like he's not really the Juice. An hour and a half, Juice. (laughs) That'd be great. We could get a tour of the Capitol, Juice. Does Sacramento still have that pro football team? Remember Sacramento, California had that pro football the team? The Sirens? They had yeah. the, no, no, that the was lady. the girl team. Yeah. The, the, the Mountain Lions, right, right. right? Mountain Lions. Mountain Lions. I don't, I don't, not Dante so much. Cole I don't Peppers, I just wondered if Juice could, knows. wonder if O.J. Simpson could play for him. 40-year-old walk-on. <laughs> <laughs> He's 70. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. That seems even less likely. <laughs> It'd have to be like a Rudy moment where everybody... Juice, 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 juice. You're not running very fast, juice. <laughs> juice, juice. Oh, juice. It's like you're not the juice anymore, juice. If he... It's like he's not really the juice anymore. 
I didn't. I didn't almost go to law school. I don't completely understand double jeopardy. If he came out at this point and said, "I killed him," I'm going to do an interview and explain the whole thing. Would he be okay, or would he go to jail? No, he would not go to jail. He would not. No, he's they tried okay. Him. Yep. Nope. Well, then he ought to do that. Um, oh, pay per view. Well, even if he didn't do that, I, why not? Be damned interesting. Wait, what happened? What went through your mind? What were you mad about? How have you lived all these years pretending it didn't happen? Did you convince yourself it didn't happen? And then we could go to the railroad museum, Juice. <laughs> Come on, Juice. Come on, Juice. Let's That's right. go. <laughs> That's hilarious. So this guy gets back at his ex-girlfriend. It goes viral. He gets suspended from school. we got to rethink the policies of the world. Oh, boy. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Twitter, and I see people saying, you look like you have AIDS. You should go die. Oh, look at this meth head. Oh, meth kills. Because of how skinny I am. Why are you so skinny? Because I have a hiatal hernia. I have a stress condition. It's an eating disorder. So if I experience stress, I can't digest my food properly. Who is that? That's Aaron Carter, little brother to Nick Carter who was a Backstreet Boy, but Aaron Carter had a few pop hits like 10, 15 years ago. The only question our listeners have right now is, why do you sound like that? I've gauze in my mouth because I had a tooth yanked out yesterday. And is it possible to view said tooth on the internet? It is, armstrongandgetyradio.com. <laughs> we just, earlier this morning, Vince posted a picture of his decayed tooth that he had yanked out of his head, and it has gotten more hits than practically anything that's been done by any radio station that works in this building. Well, it's, num- right. it's number one at the Radio Ranch right now, today. Of Having six, mentioned it once. Of yes. six radio stations yes. or something. Yep. Vince, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> well, Tooth, congratulations. Anyway, that's a uh, relative of a D-list celebrity talking about how Twitter is mean. And Twitter is mean. Social media is strange. We haven't figured out how to handle it, and um, and it makes sense. It came upon us very fast. But here's a pretty interesting little story. Sky and his girlfriend break up. They're in college. Sorry to hear that. They're a nice couple. It happens. She must have done something because she wrote a long apology letter and put it on the uh, uh, windshield of his car. Mm. A classic. Yeah. He decides to grade her apology letter oh boy. <laughs> and return it to her. Like red pen and everything. Yeah, he's wow. a red pen and everything, and he, and he writes... That, wait, first, first, let me express my love and admiration of this young man. As a grammar national socialist, I can't even tell you how much I love this idea. Long intro, short conclusion, strong hypothesis, but nothing to back it up. I give it a D. <laughs> Wow. Uh, he uh, stated that she could revise it for half credit. <laughs> and then he tweeted a photo of the letter with the caption, when your ex writes you an apology letter, so you grade it and send it back. He left out her name. Her name's not involved. And I'm thinking even if the name was involved, your Twitter account for your friends. It, it's rude. Is that the, twi- the tweet went viral because people reacted the way Joe reacted. That's hilarious. Yes, it is. Um, 
the tweet went viral with more than 121,000 retweets. The story was picked up around the world. He never mentioned his girlfriend's name in the tweet or subsequent interviews because he started being interviewed by people. Oh, boy. And that seemed like the end of it. Then on July 6th, this guy received a word from the University of Central California that he was suspended for two semesters. That'd be a year for violating the student code of conduct. The Washington Post reports, apparently his ex-girlfriend felt she was being cyberbullied. After first trying to take her case to the sheriff's officer, uh, good thing you broke up with her, by the way. She takes this sort of thing to the sheriff. <laughs> uh, his ex then went to UCF, where she isn't, a, she isn't even a student there. Wow. Wow. Okay. I had missed that part. So she's not even a student, but he is. So some somebody off campus he's dating... He breaks up with, she comes and complains, and he gets suspended from college. Wow! There's nothing derogatory about it. He said it was obvious he was making fun of her, but that's beauty of the Constitution. That's the lawyer standing up for her. Oh, my yep. God. Yep. But, uh, but th- that, this to is me, a job for fire. But to, for to me, the freedom and in individual rights and in education. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the college aspect of it. But the other aspect of it is just we've got to figure out this social media thing. If you do something that is... Obviously, perfectly okay with you and your tiny group of followers, you and your friends. And it's entirely lawful. Not even close to not lawful. Right. That gets that goes viral. Is that are you responsible for things that go viral? Right. And your college has some vague notion of that's not nice. And so they suspend you. I see what you're saying. I mean, if you make a joke. On a street corner to a couple of buddies, and then for some reason it goes worldwide. Are you responsible for the impact of the worldwideness of it if you'd never sought that? Right. Your your intention wasn't to to reach right. one hundred and twenty one thousand people. Right. Well, I don't know. There are a number of different issues here, but the core one to me is what the hell does the college care? He was cyberbullying, so we're suspending him for two semesters. God, you limp-wristed, self-righteous, paternalistic, just pieces of crap. God, you wear me out. You really do. It's between him and his girlfriend. Did his girlfriend then get knifed by people who were angry at her grammar and her letter? No. Was she embarrassed? Yeah, that's bad. Maybe he ought to apologize to her. Maybe you ought to really, really apologize to her. What the hell does it, that, that the college have to do with it? Okay, uh, you like that angle. I like that angle. But how about this angle? The college, take the college out of it. He he has her name in it. It goes viral, and somebody does something to her. Is he responsible for that? It just just the whole thing's going viral. Yeah. Are you responsible for things going viral? Then your your crime is you're too clever. If you'd have been more banal, it wouldn't have gone viral, mm. and you'd have been okay. Mm. Good point. Ah, you know, there could be some sort of reckless endangerment argument made. You knowingly subjected her to the ridicule of the masses. Because nobody's ever said anything rude about their ex-girlfriend to their six friends, but you tweeted it to your six friends. Right. Then it took off, which you had nothing to do with. Right. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to oh, work I this out. Oh, I do know. <laughs> it's, it's full of crap. What's the college? In, you said a couple things, but UCF? Yeah. Uh, University of California, Fresno? Fresnick? Fresno? University of Central Florida. Oh, Florida. Yeah. Oh, okay. My mistake. So, um, I don't That's just stupid. It's just stupid. I'm thinking you get to, even with your girlfriend's name in it, put in a tweet, my ex-girlfriend broke up with me. I don't like her. 
or in effect. She wrote me this letter. I think it's dumb. Not only that, but the writing isn't very good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There, There is a special brand of dumb. Kind of mixed with, with just a little sprinkling of a special brand of crazy, dumb and crazy, that infects educators. Administrators in particular. That just, for some reason, there's something about the personality type or the world they live in or tenure or or something. There's a fumes in the faculty lounge. There's something that renders them incapable of critical thought. I think all the fun may go, we might be living in the golden era of... Twitter, Facebook, all this different sort of stuff. Before so many people get in trouble for so many different things, the lawyers get a hold of it, and then we're all scared to share anything on social media. Oh, my God, it'll become a liability thing. Yeah. And you don't have to be in the wrong. No. And it's just because my brother got in trouble. um, I probably have said more than I. He had a problem with a situation for something that he texted that somebody then showed it to somebody, didn't uh, even text him, said, look ooh. at this text I got. Right. They told somebody, oh, and then boy. took off and just, I mean. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It, That's it, not good. So you, you just can't put anything out in texts or Facebook or whatever? Because what if you, if I could see making a joke to my close little group of Twitter followers, which is just me and my my, my six friends, if I'm not. Jack Armstrong on a fabulously successful radio show. Just right. a regular person. I hear you. So it's just my tiny little group here, and I'm going to say uh, something about her. She's crazy, or or she's a she's. I hope nobody loans her money, or so, something. Sure. That could actually damage her. It goes viral. Then she makes the claim. Well, I can't get credit now because the five hundred thousand people saw your tweet say that. Hope nobody loans me money. Yeah. I, I just I don't know how we're going to work this out. I wonder. It'll I be think interesting we're going to see. I think we're all going to get too scared to text, even to our close group of friends, anything. I'm careful. I'm real careful. I'm more careful than I, I used to be. I have friends who are not careful, and, and fellows, sometimes those uh, email th- or those text threads are really, really funny, but I can't weigh in, and I'm not going to. Um, you know, ironically, given my beliefs about uh, you know t- t- too many lawsuits, et cetera, dude's got to sue the college. He absolutely has to. Um, to stop that sort of stupidity, taking hold i mean he's got to strike a blow for liberty by suing that college can you imagine that that, that, a judge would guffaw at the college well we you know we have a regulation that says you can't engage in cyberbullying and he uh he tweeted something critical of his girlfriend's writing yeah i'm doing a little what doing a little bit more digging on it it looks like he has appealed the decision and i think the college came around on the right thing. I'll I'll bring this in uh, during the break or whatever. But it seems like he may have already fought against it. Launch the first shot. That's my say. I got tell your friend Chris. I got you saying the N word. I screenshotted it, so you got nothing on me. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> oh, I say use it against your yeah. friends. First, be first. Right. Uh, I wish I could actually read the letter. I wonder if there's because there a place where you can actually read the letter because it looks. It's got the look of a really heartfelt. It was four pages of writing like that. Oh, boy. My guess is she's super hurt, brokenhearted, trying to get back together with him. And he is so cold-hearted that he graded her paper, gave it a D, and made sarcastic comments, which is pretty rough. Pretty rough. I'm actually trying to get back in. Right now, it's still up. If you're trying to get back into a relationship with somebody who broke your heart, they, 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 they could ignore you. 
would be nicer than being that mean. I'm reminded of the fantastic lyric by the uh, the Toast of Portland. Uh, there was nothing that I said that made you leave, so there's nothing I can say that'll bring you back or right. something like that. I'm yeah. still listening to the song. Yeah, that's the incredibly likable Radio Macbeth. Great. Now Sean's in for a cut, huh? Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> What's coming up in our news, Marshall Phillips? Well, President Trump sending a warning to the special counsel in the Russia investigation, Robert Mueller. Wow. Sears stock is soaring. So what is going on there? And we've got the five dirtiest fruits and vegetables. And we're talking pesticides. Coming up minutes from now, I'm starting getting the dirtiest fruits and vegetables. Yes. Okay. You know, I'm reading the gal pal's letter and it is really rambling. I mean, it's... she's broken hearted. You ever been broken hearted? <laughs> Evidently, yes. She's so broken hearted. She's lost her punctuation marks. The sentence is a nightmare, baby. Wow. You have no feelings. <laughs> what? But that's her fault I, for getting involved I, with someone. I care about grammar. That's, I care deeply. Let's not overlook that. That's her fault for getting involved with someone. Who would do something like that? Oh, okay. Got you. With someone like that. All right. That's a good point, Vincent. That is a good point. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Man, I'm going over that whole Twitter thing in detail where the guy grades his ex-girlfriend's apology letter and begging for forgiveness letter. It is some of the most hilariously, cleverly, cold-hearted trolling I have ever seen. I mean, and he grades it with the red pen. Uh, At one point, she said, I just hope to God you've thought about me like I have you. And he underlines that sentence and says, I have not. Ow. <laughs> and then later, later it's the grammar, it's spelling corrections, it's it's weak arguments, you know, need supporting facts in a red arrow and stuff. Cite your source. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. It's, although I tell you what, and, and listen, listen, this is, it was meant to be private. I feel kind of like a, a nasty, nasty voyeur reading it. Not that I stopped reading it, but, um, dude... From a from a fellow who's been around the block a couple times, run for your life, run for your life. Got a bit of a cuckoo chick thing on here. <laughs> wow. Uh, news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Attorney General Jeff Sessions says he's going to remain in office a day after President Trump in a New York Times interview rebuked him for recusing himself from the probe into Russian meddling in the 2016 campaign. Well, come on, Marshall. Do you have the quote? Sessions says he will stay in office. We love this job. We love this department. And I plan to continue to do so as long as uh, that is appropriate. That, that's saying nothing. Uh, other than, No, I'm sorry. That's not true. He is saying, I'm not going to resign immediately because of what the president said. That is what he yeah. said. Yeah. Exactly. Fair enough. Meanwhile, in that same Times interview, the president had a warning for the special counsel in the Russian investigation about the limits of the probe. In the Times interview, Trump was asked about Robert Mueller. Mueller was looking at your finances and your family's finances unrelated to Russia. Is that a red line? Would that be a breach of what his actual... I would say yes. Yeah, I would say yes. President saying it would be a violation for investigators to examine his or his family's finances. Trump also suggesting Mueller, acting FBI Director Andrew McCabe, and Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein all have conflicts of interest that he he may reveal, quote, at some point. I also thought it was interesting that Trump um, 
uh, gets into James Comey a little bit, and they talk about that dossier. Why this word got attached to this, I don't right. know. But uh, dossier, that was the whoever made it up info that Donald Trump hired hookers to uh, urinate on the bed where Obama slept. That that craziness right? that was believed by some for like a day. Um, James Comey brought that to the president because, as he testified, he said, I thought that the president ought to know what was out there, what some people were, what was being said out there. Mm-hmm. Trump told the New York Times, he said, I think he did that to intimidate me. To try to say, look, I've got this information, so you better uh, you better stay in line. Hmm. That's the way Trump took that. That's an interesting As theory. As a threat. Huh, I'd have to think about that. I, I'm not sure I'm buying that. I'm, I'm not sure either, although Trump's pretty easily threatened. That would be an odd thing. It was in the press the next day. I mean, yeah. the crazy dossier. Sears is teaming up these days with Amazon. The struggling retailer announcing it's going to start selling its full line of Kenmore branded appliances on Amazon, including smart appliances that can be synced up with Alexa, Amazon's voice assistant. The announcement. Why sending... do I want my Kenmore dryer to be synced up with Alexa? The... Alexa, dry my underpants. <laughs> you wouldn't love that? I would love that. The of course, unless, unless yeah. Alexa is going to collect them and throw them in the dryer, I don't know what good that That's does. That's the hard part. Yeah. The announcement sending uh, shares of Sears soaring over 20% this morning. From 11 cents to 14. <laughs> we got so? A, we got a new report from the Environmental Working Group that finds the five dirtiest fruits and vegetables, the ones that have the most pesticide residue on them are from the fifth dirtiest to the most dirty. I think the dirtiest vegetables, the kumquat. <laughs> Followed closely by the cucumber. You got your peaches, apples, nectarines, spinach, and most contaminated with pesticides, strawberries. Oh, uh, no, the humble strawberry. That's what my kids eat the most of those. Oh, you washing them? You got to wash them. Yeah, I, I, I rinse wash them, them again. off, but does that do any good? No, no, no. Hot water, soap, <laughs> Brillo pads, <laughs> scrub them. I'm not going to scrub each individual <laughs> strawberry. Researchers are saying those are the uh, those are the fruits and vegetables that you should really buy organic only. The yeah. cucumber is clearly the dirtiest vegetable. <laughs> oh yeah, people are sensuous. Cucumbers are sensual, or something like that. <laughs> From Animal House, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, the peach does yeah. look like a butt, as many elementary oh, yeah. school students have observed. Oh, yeah. through the centuries. Oh yeah, and people who communicate via emojis will also let you know that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my own son, <laughs> yes. my, my own son pointed that out in our orchard just the other day. Ah, uh, the old eggplant and peach combo. Is that what we're? <laughs> it's we're a timeless classic. Yes. Always funny. Yeah. It, does it do any good to just rinse your fruit off? Because I've always felt like I'm just kind of pretending I'm doing something here. I'm not actually doing. Is this actually do you any good? I absolutely. Okay. Sure. Stuff sits on there, and now it's off there. There you go. Final note: an <laughs> opera. That for science? An opera about the life of Apple founder Steve Jobs will have its I world... I think designed a phone that oh. does many of the things. I hate buttons. <laughs> <laughs> the opera is going to have its world premiere in New Mexico at the Santa Fe Why Opera on Saturday night. so round? <laughs> the music for the revolution or evolution of Steve Jobs combines traditional orchestration with synthesizer and other electronic effects. Oh, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> 
Future performances are planned in both San Francisco and Seattle with a recording set to be released next year. Touch the screen, touch the screen, touch the screen! That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. I'm as likely to go to that opera as any other, I guess. At least I could probably follow the plot. True, true. I would have some idea what's going on, which would be an advantage. Uh, the petering out process of the program coming up. OJ goes in front of a, a judge? In moments. A panel? A panel. Or? Yeah, a parole board. Yeah. A board. Oh! Yes? Spectacle on television my kids are very excited oh, about. Yeah. Very exciting TV moment you're not going to want to miss coming up in three days. Tell you about that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So Michael Phelps is going to race a shark, the world's greatest swimmer, Actually, the world's greatest Olympic athlete of all time. Human division. Within a year of wrapping up his career. This isn't like 20 years later. <laughs> Within a year of wrapping up his amazing career is doing something as embarrassing as racing a shark on television for Shark Week. But that's in three days, and my kids are very excited. I'm thinking he's probably going to lose. And then they'll probably make some point about the amazing shark and its swimming capabilities and make it educational. Well, how they is, even... it a, is it a straight line? Because there was the, right. the legendary Amarillo Slim once won a bet that he could beat a horse in a 100-yard race by going 50 there and 50 back. Because the, <laughs> the... they tried, tried over and over again to explain it to the horse. Yeah, well, but he didn't get it. Well, no, they, the horse had a rider on it, but it, the, the time it took for the horse to turn around... The, the post one. allowed him enough yeah. time to finish the race ahead of the horse. So I, I wonder if there's that. something like that. And also, the, the shark doesn't know it's racing. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So how do you how do you tell the shark go? <laughs> I mean, how do you how do you let's let's begin with the beginning? How do you get the shark to start the race? <laughs> go, <laughs> and it just sits there. Or w- during the preliminaries, while Michael Phelps is doing that shake his live body thing, right. the shark takes off. Right. <laughs> just swims whoa, into whoa, the whoa. Atlantic. That is a false start. That is a false start. The shark, look at it. Two of those and you're out. So I have a few things on my... How do you even get the shark to the starting line? I don't know. I don't know any of these things. I have several things on my phone that I need to share with you very briefly. Number one, somebody tweeted at us, college campuses are great for bike sharing. We were talking about this in Seattle uh, last hour. Ours did one. It saved me many times. We also did the free floating bike thing. I can absolutely see it on a, a college campus. I could see yeah. where that works. A couple of people works. texted yeah. us that the Google campus does that, and it's awesome. People right. do it all the time. Yeah. There's bikes laying around the parking lot. You park your car. You get on the bike. You ride back to the building. You come out of the building. You get on your bike. Do the reverse. Right. The smaller the environment, the more unified the environment. Everybody gets the same newsletter, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I could see that working absolutely um also the uh, wildfire near yosemite has grown to nearly seventy thousand acres yikes and finally this uh on the uh on the topic of memorizing things for school a uh, a friend who is fairly astute said uh good reason memorizing it's not what's memorized but the doing so exercises trains and strengthens one's cranium does it yeah it does yeah yeah sure Absolutely. Well, I don't have time to explain it, but yeah, doing that sort of mental exercise, it's like it keeps your brain fresh as you're older. 
That sort of could you memorize something me- more worthwhile? You can. You'll never convince me memorizing state capitals is a good expenditure of time and money for grade schoolers. So you're going to go lobby <laughs> the legislature of New Hampshire in Jonestown? <laughs> Where's the legislature? He'll say walking around. I want to lobby. You'll have no idea what to do. Uh, let's hear our guest announcer. Goats and pugs on Instagram now, huh, Jack? It's starting to feel like a remake of the Honeymooners. With Joe as Ed Norton and Vince as clearly Trixie, so that only leaves us wondering, who's Alice on the staff? Maybe we'll find out now in Final Thoughts. <laughs> it's always the same dude, isn't it? I like it, though. Time like references. I like it. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Yeah. Hey, Vincent, final thought? The name of the day goes to Jack Armstrong for the rotten beach-going teeth, and bottom of the day also goes to Jack Armstrong, very impressive here, for I've tried to become a cigarette smoker in my life, and I just couldn't. Uh, Marshall Phillips, speaking of cigarette smokers, what's up? Vincent Nicholas, pulled tooth, getting tons of hits on the Armstrong and Getty website. Wait till you see what I post after my operation for my Armstrong and Getty show sports-related hernia injuries. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> Yarg. Positive Sean, final thought, please. I will be catching the movie Dunkirk tonight. Full review tomorrow. Awesome. Uh, Michelangelo, what's your final thought? Uh, yeah, please join me in writing Congress so that eggplants, zucchini, and cucumbers are never sold to people under 18 and never on Sundays. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, who's left? Anybody? Positive? No, uh, Jack. I'm right you? here. <laughs> um, I think this OJ thing, we're all wanting a little nostalgia goodness. We, we want the moment when the whole country was watching the TV screen and Johnny Cochran put his hands on OJ's shoulders after... We're, we're not going to get that. Well, That's that, not going to happen. You know, I'm going to subvert my original final thought and go with this one instead. There was also a moment of community as we were watching the low-speed chase. Everybody was watching it. Everybody was talking about it. Where we were together, and that's a satisfying feeling. Read Sebastian Younger's Tribe. And it's a nostalgia for that, even though it all centered around a guy who, in a fit of rage, brutally murdered two people. Yeah, it's interesting. I think the nostalgia is for the sense of community around the issue. The beautiful, uh, brutal double homicide. Yeah. Right, yeah. Wow. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. What a weird beast the homo sapien is. So many people who thank so little time go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. We've got our contact info there. Some great links for you. We will see you tomorrow. Oh, juice. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Bye-bye. God knows how this ends, not me. But I do know this. This disease has never had a more worthy opponent. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.